This episode on communication is dedicated to Ed Chan. Ed touched my life and millions of others in so many ways. His articles and photos in his company, Volleyball Magazine and VBShots.com communicated perfectly what was happening at that moment. He was able to see not only the best in the photo, but in the people and everyone around him. What I will remember most is his heartwarming kindness and infectious smile. My heart goes out to his wife, Julie, and all those that were fortunate enough to be blessed by knowing him. He made everything around him better and will be missed. I think you're a great player. I think you're a great player, but I think you're a great player. What is communication? How do you communicate? Communication is defined as passing on information from one place, person, or group to another. We communicate all the time and in many different ways. We talk to our coaches and to our teammates at practice. We go over strategies with our coach to get ready for the next event. We get feedback from our coach on a skill that we are working on. We provide information to our teammates during a drill. We make a plan with our team that will help us reach our goals. Communication, however, is not just limited to when we are face-to-face with our teams. We use Teamworks and Band and WhatsApp and Skype and Zoom and send text messages and voice memos. We post pictures and videos on Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and Facebook and YouTube and so many other social media apps. There are many ways to pass on information. Let's take a look at the different kinds of ways we pass on information. There are five ways that we communicate. Verbal, nonverbal, listening, visual, and written. When you're talking about communication, the first thing most people think about is verbal. A large part of communication in sports is considered verbal communication. Verbal communication, or the things that we say, can be something like, pass the ball, or good job, or I think you're a great player. When we are talking to other people, we need to pay attention to how we are saying the things that we are saying. Specifically, we need to pay attention to word choice and tone of voice. In our example at the beginning, we can say, I think you're a great player. Because you emphasize the word great, then the other person will believe that you mean what you are saying. If, on the other hand, you say, I think you're a great player, but... Or you say, I think you're a great player in a sarcastic tone and roll your eyes, then you're not actually conveying that you think the person is a great player. If you say, I think you're a great player, but... When you use the word but, everything you said before it is negated or not as important. When you say... I think you're a great player in a sarcastic tone and roll your eyes, then the tone of voice and the rolling of eyes or nonverbal cue is telling the player that that is not actually what you think. That leads us to our next form of communication, nonverbal communication. Nonverbal communication in sports includes things such as signs from a coach, hand gestures, facial expressions, posture, movement, touch, and eye contact to name a few. When I work with my athletes, I stress to them that what we do or our nonverbal cues are a lot of times providing more information about the meaning of the words than the words that are actually coming out of our mouth. Some positive nonverbal cues are eye contact, limiting extra movement, sitting up straight, and nodding your head in agreement to what is being discussed. Some nonverbal cues that may make the person think that you do not agree with what they're saying are rolling your eyes, fidgeting and not paying attention, 
slouching and rolling your shoulders forward, or scrunching up your face in disagreement. It is important for both players and coaches to pay attention to their own nonverbal cues, both when speaking and listening, as well as the nonverbal cues of others. Listening is another important type of communication. We cannot understand information that we do not hear. Active listening is the process of hearing what is being said, paying attention to nonverbal cues to understand the meaning of what is being said, remembering what is said, and responding to the conversation. Distractions, such as things that we have on our mind, our cell phones, other people, or trying to think of an answer to the question being asked, all get in the way of active listening. Two ways to improve active listening are making eye contact and repeating or phrasing or saying in a different way what you just heard. A fourth type of communication is visual communication. We watch sports on TV, memes on Facebook and Instagram. We post on social media. We watch video of ourselves playing our sport to see what we did right and what we can do differently. We watch the other team to see if we can get any information from them about their game plan or strategy or what they're going to do next. Think about what you post on your social media and what message you are trying to convey by what you're posting. The final type of communication is written. We write a post or send a text message. Coaches put up inspirational sayings in the locker room. Written communication should allow us to pass on information clearly and more easily. This is not always the case. Have you ever sent a text without an emoji that somebody took to mean something else? One problem with text messaging is that there is no context. You do not hear the tone that the text is sent in. You do not see the person's face to know if they are serious or joking or sarcastic. These are all things to take into account when communicating with coaches, other athletes, or anyone in your life. We communicate every day in so many ways. What is your communication style preference with your coach? With other athletes? What nonverbal cues do you notice in yourself? It is important for leaders, see episode 12, coaches, athletes, parents, and administration to develop a clear communication style, both in delivering and receiving information. This helps everyone involved in the program to have a better understanding of the thoughts, ideas, concept, vision, and goals, see episode one, for the present and the future. Coaches in particular need to focus on the purpose, content, and delivery of their communication. To review, the focus for for communication are, number one, Communication is defined as passing on information from one place, person, or group to another. Number two, there are five ways that we pass on information. Verbal, nonverbal, listening, visual, and written. Number three, when using verbal communication, it is important to pay attention to word choice and tone of voice. Number four, nonverbal cues, such as hand gestures, facial expression, posture, movement, touch, and eye contact many times provide more information about the meaning of the words than the actual words. Now that you have the communication snippet, what is one example of nonverbal communication that you have noticed in your own actions? What is one communication style that you want to work on to become better at communicating? For assistance with practice or additional tools to help you become a more effective communicator, contact me at radoconsulting.com. If you or your coaches or organization are interested in hosting a workshop or seminar on this or any other sports psychology or performance optimizing topic, please email me at laura at radoconsulting.com. Next week, we will take a look at PST, psychological skills training. What is it? How do we do it? 
and how can we use it to help us achieve our goals? Mm-hmm.